0: Who took a bigger L in front of the world? Washington or Joe Coy?
1: I will not stand for any slander against my fellow countrymen. It's Washington. Okay. Half those jokes he didn't even write. And the ones everybody laughed at, just like he said, are the ones he did.
0: Welcome to The L. Duncan Show with Gary Strysky who, I, I'm glad that we cleared that up right away. Yeah. I know um, that as a black person, we like to take ownership for great achievements. I thought achievement, you are talking about me. <laughs> for great achievements in our community. Uh-huh, and the group uh-huh. texts always are really lit when one of us does something. You know, there was some great texts going around after Fantasia Barrino performed oh, yeah. the national anthem yeah. before the national championship game yesterday. Yeah. I wondered what does the group text look like for your Asian American brethren? Are yeah. you claiming Joe Coy after what he just did uh, on yeah yeah the stage at the Golden Globes? It was bad. We'll,
1: we'll never we'll never turn our backs. Uh, the 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 group texts weren't popping like that. You know we weren't upset. It wasn't great dishonor. Yeah. But the parent group text, I'm sure, were quite disturbing. Should have been a doctor instead. Uh, I told him to be a lawyer. Hmm. Oh yeah, great dishonor, but for us, not many times you get an an almond-eyed brother, you know what I'm saying, on a main stage, prime time, you know what I'm saying?
0: Literally, I was, so let me tell you why it was particularly cringy for me. (laughs) Because I had just come from being in that same position, really eerily similar to hosting the Golden Globes. I was hosting the free concerts uh, for college football in Houston.
1: No small actors, just small parts. Correct.
0: And uh, the thing is, I really enjoy doing it because I come from a radio background and I have a lot of experience with crowd work. Crowd work is really hard. I host a lot of things. We both host all kinds of things, luncheons, dinners, award shows. We do it a lot, you know? It's like a side hustle of anyone on television. They're hosting Uh a whole bunch of stuff you ain't seeing. That's right. And the thing is, I can relate to like, when you're just up there and they're not responding and you're doing your best and you're like, I don't have that crowd. But to watch the spiral happen that should have happened off stage
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he was calling his agent and saying, why the, did you let me do this? <laughs> he was doing in front of everyone, like the whole, you know, the meltdown that was happening. It was all bad. And I felt for him a little bit. But then I remembered that I had just killed at the concert. And let me tell you what I did. Ooh. I'm coming for Gary's crown because whilst my name is on the graphic. Gary is the self-proclaimed king of the tweens. That oh. sounds gross when it came out of my mouth. Self-proclaimed. You get what I mean? Gary loves the kids and the kids love Gary back. However, Gary- It's true. However, Gary, you might be champion of the teens and tweens, yeah. but little mama right here, Yeah. I run it with the under fives, as proven by the Kids Bop concert that I hosted on Friday night in Houston. For real? And I was looking for a call and response, right? A call and response, you guys, is just a a industry term for when you say something to get the crowd to say something back so you guys can have a
1: moment. I can't hear you! That's a
0: call and response. (sighs) But I'm like, besides, what what call and response can I have with little kids? And you're never going to understand this because you don't got no kiddos. But if you've got any kids right now, under the age of five, you'll know that this killed. I go up there with the mic and I said, Houston. (coughs) I said, Johnny, Johnny. And the whole crowd goes, yes, Papa. Oh. I said, eating sugar. They said, no, Papa. I said, telling lies. They said, no, Papa. I said, open your mouth. And then 3,000 strong went, ha, ha, ha.
1: Ha, ha, ha.
0: Uh, you have no idea what I'm talking she about. She killed
1: that. Nope. <laughs> I sure don't. I sure don't. You
0: know, I came off stage. And what I is that, felt, like Paw Patrol? I felt, it's Coco Melon. Coco Melon, felt, that's the hot I one right now. I felt like. I felt like that was my moment like Uh, that was when they talk about just going out in front of a crowd that loves you and is feeling everything you're doing I've never felt it more than when those little kids were screaming Coco Melon back in my face at me it was I came off stage and Omar was like you did it damn
1: The power you must've felt. You knew it,
0: you killed it. And I felt so much power in that moment. The same power that Michigan must've felt.
1: Freddie Mercury in front of that crowd.
0: I pretty much was. It was pretty much Live Aid with children.
1: That's amazing.
0: With babies. It was great.
1: You can't see but I got goosebumps under this sweater. You really should. It's people are going to talk about
0: this moment for a long time. Uh, I if am. of course those kids were old enough to have the core memory.
1: That's I think you I think you might have been their first one.
0: Maybe could I be their first core memory? I think so. When people say what was the first concert that you went to? Will it be this Kid Bop concert. It was like, there was like,
1: Faith Evans was up there and she was like really getting the crowd going. <laughs> Christina Million was killing it. Christina Million was doing her thing. She's had a real resurgence in her career and she was killing it. I was going to guess like, baby
0: yeah, but that's not like doo-doo-doo. a good, like, that's too chanty. Old,
1: oh, you're right. Okay. You no, know I, what I mean? No, I that's know. not, I, yeah. I wouldn't know, but that's that's the level in which I know the use. Yeah. That's my baseline. Yeah. I've heard of Cocoa Melon. Yeah. I've not done a deep dive on the content. Yeah. You know, too much content to consume? You don't need to. Okay. It's,
0: the, basically, they just take, like, a little melody, and yeah. then they just, like, you know. It, no, it
1: sounded like a banger, for yeah, real. Yeah, they just put
0: words together.
1: Like, if DMX said that, that's a Rough Rider anthem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. RIP. But... Johnny
0: Johnny Dmx style. That's kind of
1: <gasps> that's kind of fire. <gasps> <sighs> there was actually <Blah>, <gasps> <There>. Johnny Ted. <Dick. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Son of my son, son of my son. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fire. There was absolutely no dog in the fight though last night in Houston, which is why you were down there.
0: Yeah, I mean, there. So okay, so here's a little bit as we switch gears to the national championship. There, I there was some and i feel like the score is going to to really allow us to say things like michigan just dominated that game uh-huh but i tend to disagree in fact okay i watched this game uh-huh. and i took notes because i think you know, instead of sort of doing like a highlight reel, which we can't really do here on SportsCenter yeah. today, even on my 6 p.m. Sports Center, we're probably gonna run a highlight. Yep. You're gonna see the plays, stuff like that. We can't do that because yeah, it's a visual medium, but yeah. also it's an audio one. Yep. So what I decided we would do is
1: oh.
0: I will do my own podcast style highlight Yeah. set to an Imagine oh. Dragons inspired anthem song.
1: You're drunk off your musical talents. You ready? Yes.
0: No, I'm not gonna like sing it. I'm just gonna- it's Oh, It's gonna not? be the background music. Oh. Okay, you ready?
1: Oh. Okay. Uh.
0: No biggie. Uh. Michigan scores a lot right away. Wait, is Blake Corum already averaging 35 yards a carry?
1: What? 35? Oh
0: God. Is this TCU Georgia? Uh. That was fun, it was my team, but I don't wanna watch that. With no actual dog. Ooh, big stop, Huskies. Ho, ho, ho. All right, not TCU. They already have at least 10 points. Dude, Dylan Johnson can't walk, and then he just got nut checked, and I don't know how much more punishment he can take. And that hurts. Seven point game at the half. Consider that a win, Washington. Second half, let's go. Oh my god, a pick and a hurt leg. Mahomes, that. Pinnocks or get a shot of penicillin. Oh. Then my phone fell on the couch for a while and I just abandoned it. Damn. And I picked it back up with so many drops. McCarthy, he could go all turf monster.
1: 10 completions, that's it.
0: Both these offenses have dried up like a fitness influencer in January.
1: What? Getting real vascular.
0: Oh, Lake Horm, there you go again.
1: Okay, this is over. Damn, that pretty much summed it up.
0: And there you go, guys, is your audio style highlight mm-hmm. of that game.
1: I thought you were going to sing it to us. You kind of gave it to us in melody.
0: It was like a buildup.
1: I liked it. So, it took me on a journey.
0: Here's the thing. I feel
1: like I watched it for the first time. For even the first I watched time. The even though, though you watched night. the whole game. Yeah.
0: I don't agree that Michigan dominated this game. I actually agree with Michael Penix Jr. that. <sighs> They did not execute in big places. I am not saying Washington gave the game away by any stretch because that front seven for Michigan is relentless, and we knew that. And they made it very uncomfortable for Michael Penix Jr., who was not particularly good when he was pressured five for 16, 67 yards. Pair of interceptions, not good. But they had huge drops, Gary. They had huge missed opportunities, Gary. Turnovers, holding calls. They just shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. This was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. That final score is not indicative of how many opportunities Michigan gave them to stick around. And a lot of that is because, much like we saw last week against Bama, Michigan's offense largely dried up in the second half. And Mm -hmm. so if you're Washington, you aren't feeling like you just got rocked or dominated. You are feeling like what could have happened if they'd have rode some of those momentum shifts. And again... I'm not saying that the result would have been any different. I'm just saying this would have been a game that at least I predicted would have been a higher scoring game. Could they have made some of those key plays? And one, I think, where they could have kept their foot and pressure on Michigan's neck later into the game.
1: See, I, it's interesting the prism you saw that in because I saw it in the complete opposite vein. I, it looked to me like Washington got smoked. They were out manned at every single position on the field. They were outcoached. They looked like, and I tweeted about it in the first half, and then, of course, the lyrics told us otherwise. They looked like TCU did for a large majority of that game last year against Georgia. Michael Penix did not look anything like the Heisman finalist, the Heisman runner-up that we saw this year. We had Trevor Maddich on SportsCenter this weekend And we asked him, what's the one thing that Michigan has to do for Michael Penix to not be the quarterback that we expect him to be 400 yards, four touchdowns, whatever? And he goes, if Michigan can pressure Michael Penix Jr., they're going to run away with this game. And I looked up the stats. He only got sacked one time. Mm -hmm. But every single time Washington snapped the ball, there were Michigan defenders in the backfield. It felt like he got sacked 10 times in the first half for whatever reason. The pressures weren't even all that high either. And he was making such uncharacteristic non-throws and throws. Overshooting people. Roman yeah. Dute. Overshooting Jalen mm-hmm. Polk. 27 completions. 51 attempts. That's insane. Yeah. In the biggest spot with the biggest lights on the biggest game. Sixth year senior. You gotta lay it all out there. And he played the worst game of his season. That, was, that was bad. And then Michigan was exactly who we thought they were, a team that was going to have to rely on their defense, which they did. Their defense stepped up, and then they were going to be opportunistic. All right. Edwards had the the touchdowns in the first half. Blake Corham sealed the deal in the second half. Michigan was exactly who Washington expected them to be and who everybody else expected them to be. But the Huskies just did not show up.
0: Exactly. I think both of those teams can leave that game saying that they played their game. Washington did play their game, which is that they don't have a defense that's going to scare you and they do have a defense They're that is going to be a liability. No, but a defense that is opportunistic and that defense yeah. despite the fact that I joked about it, Blake Horn was averaging seemingly 40 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. This was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. That defense got very timely stops, in particular that fourth down for Michigan. Huge stop there before the half. So they gave their offense opportunities. The difference is is that Washington had always been able to rely on an explosive play, a big play, something downfield that would get a momentum swing and would get the things going. And every time they did that, there would be an overthrow Mm -hmm. or a holding call or a drop every single time. they had those opportunities and they did get those opportunities, those one-on-one opportunities. So ultimately they both played their game. It's just that Washington fell short of the thing that they have been able to do all year long in these close games of which they have had many, which is some punch in the mouth, something. And they, they had it there in the fourth quarter until that holding call, that holding call wiped that away. And then they ended up, that was a huge, it it was a 42 yard swing. And so that's what happened. So now of course, Michigan, Champions! Congratulations to Michigan. Asterisk. The 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 exactly. The confetti hadn't finished falling before we have the asterisk of do they deserve to get this? Is is Harbaugh leaving? Jim Harbaugh's on his way out. Does this wipe away what this is? And here's my thing. I was fine with all of this happening, Jim Harbaugh moving on, if that's what he decides he wants to do. He did exactly what he said he was going to do at Michigan. He brought them back. And more importantly, he convinced those kids to come back one more year after the heartbreak of the last two years in the Mm -hmm. semis to not go to the NFL and come back and try to finish this thing. And because he was able to successfully do that, they, in fact, finished this thing. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to do what he already did, which is rewrite history now and claim you never did anything wrong.
1: Off the field issues,
0: we're innocent, and and we stood we stood strong and tall because
1: we knew we were innocent.
0: Gary, it's we're not doing. I I keep hearing some of my colleagues today even say things like "alleged." We are no longer at alleged. He was convicted of sign stealing. It's already. <laughs> if you felt you were innocent, the one way you had to prove it—that lawsuit that you had, that you then eventually walked away from because you knew you had been found—that yeah. was the way that you proved you were innocent. You're not. Stop. Like, just stop it. Or and I'm not even saying that this punishment. needs to have yeah. an. Well, I don't yeah. even think this needs to have an asterisk nef- necessarily, because even if they they did sign steal, mm-hmm. we already know that they weren't signed stealing against Ohio State or against Iowa or Penn State or Alabama or this team. They were not. They didn't sign stealing in any of those games and they won, okay? So, I'm not saying any of those things. But can we please not please not rewrite history and act like you all were put upon like you were wrongly accused of something that the NCAA already said was not alleged anymore. Was confirmed that you did.
1: Well, anytime you, there's obviously not a literal asterisk that can go next to this championship before the for the for the remainder of eternity, when we look back on the 2023-24 season and Michigan winning the CFP for the first time, winning the national championship for the first time since 1997, it is going to be immediately followed with, oh, yeah, the sign-stealing year. And I saw somebody on Twitter, which was actually pretty poetic, right, is that Michigan won the national championship in Houston, the same city, 2017 Astros, for doing what? Stealing signs, (laughs) winning titles, and they did it in Houston. When you talk about that Astros World Series, what's the second sentence that always comes up? 2017 Astros World Series. Oh, yeah, the sign stealing, the buzzer, the beating on the trash can. It's going to be the same thing when we talk about this Michigan team. Yes, they won the national championship. But the
0: Astros did it during that series. They did not do that during the night. If the national championship, if we looked back two years from now and found that they were ceiling signs, sure. They weren't ceiling signs last night. They were not. So it shouldn't go down as the same thing as the Astros. They are not the same thing. They're not comparable. I'm sorry. They're not. Yes, they're they not the, No, they're not the same thing because the Astros didn't just benefit to get there and then didn't use them in the actual series. You don't think that... The Astros sign- used them in the series. And no, I don't think that sign-stealing that they did previously had anything to do with their ability last night to beat Washington. No.
1: I, I think sign-stealing, in fact, did because if sign-stealing didn't help them win at least one of those games, they're not playing for a national championship. That's just... No,
0: I don't think. I think no, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair Everything to say. Everything
1: equals up to them having to be fourteen and zero and playing for a national title. And just like the committee outlined, if a one loss a one loss team wasn't going to get in, so any point during this regular season, if they didn't have the benefit of oh, they didn't an need an, to seal
0: signs to beat any of those other an teams. An
1: advantage. We'll never have. We'll never know. Because sure, we'll they never know it
0: because you didn't punish the actual team. And as soon as you didn't punish the actual team, we had to take them at who they are right now and go the sign stealing aside. This team right now that beat Washington did not benefit from sign stealing. They did not. Maybe ultimately why they got there? Sure. You want to do all that and ask <laughs> No, but I'm talking about the results yesterday were not a result of stealing signs. Let's the let... results of the Astros was a re- direct result of them stealing signs in that moment and those things do not compare.
1: But I'm saying let's leave that, let's let those be independent of each other. Okay, I'll give you that. They People didn't...
0: don't asterisk Spygate. They, they don't. Yes, they no, do. No, they don't. They asterisk, they asterisk the, op, the, the idea that the Patriots were able to get a way with that and they do the same thing we'll never know but the actual game itself whenever we mention that Super Bowl we do not mention Spygate
1: I'll let you have that I'll let those live independently because it
0: might have led to them getting there but didn't lead to the results that's the the point
1: I'll let you have that and let that live independently but there were 14 games that they played prior that they directly benefited from stealing signs it might not have helped them in the 15th game when they beat Washington for the national championship, but there's no argument to be made that that run up to 14-0, winning the Big Ten, winning the CFP semifinal, and then eventually getting to the national championship, they benefited directly from stealing signs. Had they not, and I know, can't play revisionist history, can't say woulda, coulda, shoulda, but there's no denying that they were assisted in getting to the national championship.
0: Okay. Well, we're just gonna have to let the sleeping dog lie.
1: Yeah,
0: and the dog yeah. is lying. Yeah. After that, listen. This dog is all is I want to know as we end this, and this is serious, and I mean this. When we look back at this, and when we look forward, when we're trying to move forward beyond this. Does Connor Stallions get a ring? Yes,
1: hundred percent. You have to. You got. Do you give
0: him a ring, and then yes. you're like, "Yo, don't," but don't tell anyone. Is it like? Is it like you're my little secret and that's how we should keep it? Like, Connor, this is between us, but don't ever wear this, like, in public. Like, I don't <sighs> want anyone to- It's like a promise ring, but you don't want anyone- Just
1: on the low? Yeah,
0: like, you can, like, wear it around your house, Connor. Keep it mm-hmm. in a safe. You'll always know, me and you, boo, like, we did this together, but- Like, i a, You can't, like, wear it around. I'm gonna take
1: you on vacation, but don't post no pics. 100%. Ooh. Yeah, like, you're
0: nice. getting called the day- then did
1: the vacation ever happen?
0: Right. You're getting called the day after Christmas. Like, they're not gonna post you on- christmas you're not gonna be on the christmas card
1: crazy yeah connor stanley connor stanley gets ring and do the coach does the coaching staff get bonuses he should get a bonus too (laughs) he probably should a fat bonus
0: bonus uh georgia already the betting favorites to win the national championship next year i ain't
1: even gonna say it but they would have beat both those two you should be in the green i don't know i don't
0: I don't, i don't i don't adopt to that okay as a georgia a lot of people hitting me today trying to do the gloat like you should feel like no because i love georgia And I think Georgia was absolutely one of the best four teams. But Georgia had an opportunity to beat Alabama and prove it, and they did not. And you know who did beat Alabama? Michigan beat Alabama. That's fair. So while I would love to dream about what we could have done against that, like we didn't have the opportunity. And I'm not taking that or minimizing what Michigan did by doing it. That's fair. If Jim Harbaugh does, in fact, take his talents to the NFL, then he's going to be joining, uh, honestly, a lot of fury. Oh, we're getting ready for the postseason. Yep. The regular season's over. We didn't do it too long, didn't watch, because it doesn't matter what the actual results were, but I thought we could sort of do some version of it to just sort of sum up some seasons oh. for some teams who are already headed towards Cancun. Love that. Just sum up their whole season in one quick line. We can still run the the music, ladies. Love that. Let's like let's suckle this little NFL teat a little bit longer, shall we?
1: Love that idea. Okay,
0: here we go. We ready? Panthers. The most accurate throw made this year was David Tepper's drink toss.
1: The Tepper tantrum.
0: Right on target.
1: Yeah, he's good. He see that. A little salt and Tepper. The Bengals had a bad season. They're not in the playoffs. Joe Burrow lost for the year. Remember back in November, proving once and for all pretty privilege doesn't exist between the lines just on instagram and in the wild have you ever benefited from pretty privilege yes you have my thing oh, is that gary
0: humble. is like i've known gary for about 12 years now 10 years now damn, 10 years now that's crazy gary's been flirting with
1: athletes for 10 years <laughs> now <laughs> that's
0: a fact
1: <laughs> for sure damn why are you to out me like that that's crazy
0: he has a new bromance every day all right Watching She's just gonna avoid the question. Watching the Falcons quarterback carousel of Taylor Heineke, Desmond Ritter, it was like watching two side pieces duel, knowing that neither one of them was ever gonna get a ring. You know, you'll never be Instagram official. He hides
1: you. I'll take you on. I'll take you on the vacation, but do not post any pictures. <laughs> Damn.
0: I repeat. I also. I had another one. But this was just for the people. This is for the true. We got to come up with like the people that watch, listen to the show. Yes. What okay. are they called? You know, wow. something that's cool like chatterosexuals, just yes. cooler, that's awesome. which is hard to do. Yes. But for those fill in the blank, El yes. Duncan showers, yep. I had one for you Ooh. as a throwback to the beginning how you of the season. Behind you. Ready? Okay. Me watching the Falcons this year. I'm sorry. Bijan left? Arthur Smith. Bijan? Right.
1: Bijan up the middle, <laughs> Bijan down the side, Bijan on the screen, Bijan in the flat. We were
0: visionaries. It's just that yeah. he took it to be something totally yeah. different. Yeah.
1: Oh, hey, we do have that guy. Bijan? Right. Right, right. Him, him. Seventh overall pick that guy. That guy. The fifth overall pick that guy. Jacksonville was jagging off so much down the stretch. Trevor Lawrence hurt his arm. And now they shaft, I mean, shift into the offseason with questions surrounding him as their franchise quarterback. That was an accidental slip. Was it?
0: After losing Daniel Jones towards the beginning of the year, the Giants in the season in relatable fashion with quarterback injuries to Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. I mean, chicken cutlets. This team needs spinach. <laughs> and also whole milk.
1: Some vitamins. Boniba. Boniba. (laughs)
0: Creatine.
1: Hey, I got a creatine guy. Holler at your boy.
0: (laughs) You seem like a muscle (laughs) milker.
1: John, works at GNC. Washington's ineptitude to do anything right again. Under the fourth year of the same leadership is going to be a case study one day. Nobody wants to talk about it now with all the other headlines going on. Also, the commanders had another bad season.
0: Oh. oh. My favorite is when Gary just is like, I'm going to just keep laughing at my own joke until you eventually are like, I'll laugh.
1: That was good. Y'all it must it. have
0: been funny. He really thinks it was funny. I'm, You're selling me. Keep laughing I, more.
1: Aha <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha. ha. <laughs> the Joker. The new Chargers in LA were overmatched and overwhelmed this season. Maybe they can lean on something old and reliable to get them where they need to go next year, like a fossil, to fuel those goals.
0: I see what you did there. Look at you. Hey, you know. Metaphorically speaking, we still have so many, you know, games and we're not going to preview them here on the L. Duncan show.
1: Why am I even here?
0: <laughs> we would prefer, well, here's why we're not gonna do that because you right. can't use any props doing that. And because we've got such incredible, listen, you want a preview of the playoffs? The Mina Kaim show, oh,
1: yeah, she's got Lenny. you.
0: Yeah, man, yep. Bill Barnwell's got a show. He's gonna give you real in-depth, intricate knowledge. Yep. But if you want a couple of bros and Joes sitting here throwing red flags, you've come to the right place because I've always wanted to obnoxiously throw a red flag. Of course, I will never be a coach. Thank you. These,
1: These are actually are so cute. Really, really well Someone made. Someone really
0: well done yeah. to our fantastic oh, producers, Christina apart. Buswell and Sarah Abbott. I don't know which one of you came up with. Shout this, out but the girls. They're great. Would you? Would you stuff them with?
1: Toilet Gary's paper? like
0: little baby breast implants.
1: <laughs> These are too soft to be breast implants. <laughs> L.
0: He would know. He's an expert. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna I'm gonna give you a statement. What I'm gonna give you a statement. I wasn't saying yes to that. I'm give you a statement, <laughs> and if you challenge that statement, if you disagree, you're gonna throw your flag. If I disagree, yeah. If you disagree, well, if you wanna challenge that statement once
1: on this program already today, yeah, it's, it's our it's... first disagreement of the year. So
0: you wanna go back in time and throw the flag on no, it, or no. okay, I'm you just, just wanna mark this, it?
1: No, I'm just saying this is good. I actually was told by a great friend of mine that we needed to disagree more. Oh. Yeah, he said that we are too harmonious sometimes.
0: Oh, really? We're too uh, in line with each other? We align yeah. ourselves yeah. together yeah. too much? So I said, okay,
1: I'll give you what you want.
0: Okay. So now you're just going to just bait me? That's right. I like that. <laughs> like a true relationship.
1: That's right, yeah. Just.
0: All right, here's the first statement. Kay. Okay. Okay? Okay. Now, we already know uh, neither one of us is challenging. We're throwing the red flag on the Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith, getting
1: fired. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Yeah. Three seasons, seven and ten. Seven and
0: ten. Bye. No thanks. Falcons never won more than two games in a row the whole time he was there.
1: Wait, in three seasons? Are you serious? I saw that
0: stat and I was like, some stats are like, I'm like 7 and 10, whatever. They never won more than two (laughs) games in a row.
1: They never put together a three-game heater? Never. Holy shit. Never, not
0: the whole time. So anyway, so no one's upset about that. That's really
1: impressive actually. Exactly. Wow.
0: But, a lesson in futility, but Arthur Smith, on the way out of getting fired, is going to now go down guns a-blazing because he was 38 hot at the end of the Falcons game with the Saints because they were already up by a gazillion. Mm -hmm. They were in victory formation, Mm -hmm. and Jameis Winston calls an audible, Mm -hmm. and they run it in for a touchdown, okay? That's not okay, all right? Here's Jameis explaining why they didn't just take a knee in a game that was completely over?
1: Well, I apologize to Da, yeah, because the play was was victory, yeah. Uh, but I also explained to Da that it was a team decision, yeah. and uh, and I think when you have the a team morale, and I asked the guys, I say guys, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. We know how much Jamal means to this team, and and I understood from Da's perspective, so I I, I give him that, yeah. yeah but Da didn't condone that at all, yeah. You know he he didn't. However, uh, we decided as a team to do it. And, man we got an interception to the one yard line Yeah, you know like <laughs> yeah. so if, 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 if we would have scored would it still would have been disrespectful
0: and Uncle Shea, Shannon Sharp everybody's talking about Shannon Sharp, Uncle Shea he's everywhere mm-hmm. he went as far as to say you know what cut him, OT Gen- Genesis cut him
1: you need to cut it but I'll say this I would cut Jameis Winston today I would not want him on my team That's loser's mentality. And people are saying, well, Shannon, what about when Dan Marino fake spiked the ball or Peyton Manning? They were not in victory formation.
0: Jameis' teammates, they're rallying. They're like, never seen a greater leader. I've never witnessed a greater leader in my life. I love him so much. It was a miscommunication. You need to... I'm going to throw the flag on... Are you kidding? They meant no harm by their late touchdown. I'm going to throw another flag. You've
1: been waiting your whole life to throw a flag and that's the throw? I know. What am I supposed to do? Do to the camera?
0: I don't want to knock it over. Okay, throwing the flag.
1: Thank you. God.
0: For this reason alone, they told on themselves because after they did all that, they were literally like, he's a great leader. It was a miscommunication, dot, dot, dot. And f- <laughs> the Falcons. <laughs> that's literally what they said. So you know what, you meant it. That's and that's awesome. okay, you guys hate each other. You're bitter rivals. Hell yeah. People that don't understand, because they just see the NFC South, and they're like, whatever, it's a pillow fight. The Falcons, the Saints, they don't like each other, yo. They hate hate each other a lot. It is a deep-seated Southern rivalry. Do
1: I throw the flag on Shannon Sharp because he also said that he would cut Jameis Winston? Is this why?
0: Sure. So
1: you're not cutting Jameis? Uh, No. That's (laughs) the dumbest thing, and Shannon Sharp has said some silly stuff. That's the silliest thing that he has said to date. Now listen, Shannon Sharp... He's getting he's getting a little too willy-nilly with the scissors talking about he wants to cut Jameis Winston. All right, I think he's I think he's comparing Jameis to what sounds like, if you listen to his podcast, how he sort of treats the women in his life. He cuts them quick. <laughs> he cuts them quick. He's like, we they, out. They ask for a dessert, cut them. They ask for a watch, cut them. They ask for a ride home, cut them. They ask to stay the night, cut them. He just wants to cut everything. Yeah. He's doing his Edward Scissors hands. Jameis Winston is awesome. I agree with his teammates. And also, he is hilarious. Put a hot mic in front of that guy, and it's nothing but jokes. Do you remember this? You see this W? That was actually in New Orleans when he was with the Bucks. We're gonna eat this W. Eat this W <laughs> That was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Jameis Winston is a treasure. So, Aunt, you need to chill. Apart, you need to cut it.
0: Apart from all that, Jameis Winston is like a really serviceable backup. And, and you he's do like not a cut solid quarterback. Yeah, you do not, you do not you do not cut really serviceable backups. He's a solid all right. Quarterback. Next statement. Yes. Justin Fields should be a Chicago Bear.
1: Oh.
0: All right. Let me let me present you pros and cons. And then you can decide whether you want to throw. Okay. Pro. Chicago won five of their last eight yep, games. Yep, yep, yep. NFC North relatively open because, like, I know the Lions and like we love the Lions and we're rooting for them, but they haven't been winning enough to show us that they have just like taken a stranglehold of the division. They're yes. not the Chiefs or anything like that, right? Yes. And the defense really showed a tons of signs of life, uh-huh. especially after they got Montez Sweat. Okay, so there's some benefits there. You doubled your win total from last year. You doubled it. I know Matt Eberflus. You couldn't pick that guy up out of a lineup, but You're right. still. You doubled your win total year over year. The con is Justin Fields giving you better numbers than a rookie might. A rookie who you can have another three years to decide if it works for you. Or do you keep Justin Fields who you are going to have to pay? You can pick up the fifth year option and you can claim to have another year or two to look. But at some point he's going to start holding out. So, do you pay Justin Fields? Oh my God, this is... Exactly. Ladies first. Okay. So if the statement is he should be a bear,
1: I'm throwing the flag. Oh, then I'll tuck my little flag away.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, just because I think that he can be a starting quarterback, it's not an indictment on him at all. And I think he showed that there's certainly signs of life there in that offense towards the end but he just can't do it there anymore. Oh. There's the bad juju, it's just not good. It's like there's not good feelings and I think that is important. Like getting him out now before this becomes a situation where another two, three years of is he, can he, will, Justin Field psychologically has to feel like the guy who just hasn't been chosen. And he was with Chicago and I get that, but they didn't put him in a great situation to begin with. And now the same way it was in college for him, it becomes can he, is he capable, is he capable? He needs to go someplace that is clamoring for him, that feels like they are a Justin Fields away. Atlanta is calling. Make the moves and go get him. I think you
1: need to move Actually, on. Actually, Atlanta is the, is the place. I think he's, so. he's coming home to Georgia. Gosh. If I didn't see the, the back half of the season, I think I would be in agreement with you. But because of how he played and because he's still under contract under that rookie deal... Do you know how much you can get for the first overall pick? And if you flank DJ Moore with Marvin Harrison Jr., who hasn't—it's
0: it, not like he doesn't have weapons, though.
1: And imagine getting the best position player in the draft, and then you can really assess: is this our guy? If you have Marvin Harrison Jr. flanked outside DJ Moore, then whatever other hall you can get for the number one overall pick. You whether know it's posi- what whether team has players, a whole pick-
0: crop of number one skill position players? Atlanta
1: without <laughs> any
0: of the bad juju yeah, right. of what's happened over the past few years. They don't have a
1: coach right now. They don't. So you're gonna
0: But it could be enticing for a potential coach to at the very least know that they've got a quarterback. And
1: I don't know that Justin Fields feels like he's in a position where uh the Chicago Brass doesn't trust him or doesn't like him. It's the it's it's the same front office that drafted him
0: they there absolutely is bad will there 100% really? the te- that team has not and and rightfully so i get it rightfully so he hasn't necessarily performed to it But They haven't put him in the best situation. But I don't think that there is. Justin Fields essentially said his goodbye to Chicago. He already did. That's where the feelings are. He's not even pretending. He's, He's sort of saying the right thing. I'd love to be here and whatever. But he's also under no false pretenses. He has already sort of essentially said, if this is it for me, thank you. I appreciate you, Chicago. Thank you so much. He already said his goodbyes. Now, does that sound like a quarterback that feels like he's in a good situation with the organization that drafted him? But speaking of potentially going to a place like the Falcons who's in need of a coach, here's our final flag, our final statement. You tell me if you're going to challenge this. Bill Belichick, cool with staying in New England and just being a coach.
1: Just being the coach?
0: Can we do it together? Ladies first. We, let's do it together. Okay. One, two, three. Exactly. Get out of here. Shut up. No, he's not. I didn't say nothing. You shut no, up. No, <laughs> he's not, Bill. You're not going to do that, Bill. Stop it. Okay. Well, no, wh- you. No, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, Gary. I just
1: used that reference the other day. Exactly. Yeah.
0: He's like 80 years old. You think all of a sudden he's going to take directions from a GM appointed by Robert Kraft? Please. No. Okay.
1: So what if it's the other way around? What if he assumes? Something- Why would
0: you do that if you're Robert Kraft? Well, no,
1: time out. What if he's? What if he? Wh- something we've seen in Boston, Brad Stevens, relieved himself of coaching duties and then assumed general manager or head of basketball that's operations That's what team.
0: Bill Belichick is worse at, is general managing. I don't think he's giving him, basically Bill saying, I'm happy giving up personnel decisions. So he's essentially recognizing that the only thing that's keeping him potentially in that building right now is his coaching ability and not his
1: ability to manage a team. He's allowed us into this closed, dark quarters for, for the first time in forever, Mike Reese even said it yesterday on SportsCenter, two days ago on SportsCenter, he said, I nearly fell out of my chair when Bill Belichick simply answered a question that I'm under contract. That is how buttoned up and close to the chest Bill Belichick keeps everything as it relates to his own contract and his own goings on behind the scenes um, that he said in an answer that he was under contract for next year, which which alludes to the point which leans to the fact that he knows he's under contract. He wants to make it abundantly clear that everybody else knows he's under contract. So he's coming back as per his contract. So in one way or another, he's coming back. Um, And the I'm for whatever we collectively decide as an organization, he's going to be part of that decision. So I can see (laughs) it it being... Is Nick Casario going to come back? A guy that, you know, left for Houston to run that franchise. And then he's going to come back and be the GM. So at least Belichick's cool with it because, hey, that was our guy. He left for greener pastures. Now he's going to come back because everything is so incestual with New England. They leave, they come back, they leave, they come back. I can see that. I can also see Bill Belichick, for whatever reason, being in charge of personnel matters in the front office and having a new voice in the locker room. Um, you think you think that's out of you think yes. that's completely out of pocket. Yes, to say? I think
0: that I think that the thing that's getting the most criticism right now from Bill Belichick is his ability to draft. Sure. and personnel matters. And so no, I don't think that he's going to take the one thing. I mean, the bright spot on this team has been defense. If there's yeah. a bright spot, right? That's Bill Belichick's corner. Yeah. So he's still capable of putting together great defense. Um, but in terms of him constructing a team. Not good at it. And again, Tom Brady, for he's not really been good at it for a long time. Tom Brady just was yeah. the deodorant to that for many, many years.
1: I think that if you brought in the right coach who could have a, a cohesive relationship with a Belichick and make personnel decisions together instead of he, Bill Belichick being the judge, jury, and executioner, I think that that could live in harmony. I don't know who that coach is, but I can see it happening.
0: We'll certainly see as this is how we uh, wrap things up on Sports Center. This is one of those catch all wrap up things. You all ready? Good. Yeah. We'll certainly see how things play out as the NFL playoffs get underway. Oh,
1: I never do I never That's do so I never do the boilerplate stuff. You God, you're so cool. I'm so u- like I'm you're so unique. unique. I'm try like so hard. unique. I'm so unique.
0: You work so hard. You're
1: so cool. Yeah, dude. I'm just trying to like I'm it's, just trying to switch it up, be a different person. No, voice. I get
0: it. It's really easy to not do the boilerplate stuff when you're only on two days a week. Four, four. <laughs> we had some some tough news in the NBA. You know, one of these. I pitched this to you uh, via the text message a couple of weeks ago, so I'm pretty sure you hate it because you never really responded. But today, I think what I've an counted. Accusation. I think I've counted that we already have two Storigamis. Now, a -a Scorigami, for those of you who don't know, is when we have a score for the first time, we've never had it. Like there's a whole thing and website you can follow and Twitter, and it will tell you when we have a result that we've never had before. Mm -hmm. And so I got the bright idea of like, what about Storigamis? Like stories that we've just really never had before. And in this particular case, Michigan. I don't think we've ever had a coach suspended twice. for two different things in the same season, season, end up winning a national championship with said team, right? Like, that's a storygami. You even said, you know, the fact that they won that game in Houston, where the Astros, with the cheating, maybe that's a storygami, right? Yeah, This might be a storygami, too. Embattled NBA superstar, suspended for being a knucklehead, comes back to try and resuscitate, franchise on the brink, does... Instantly makes an impact, doubles their win total from their whole season while he was out, and then tears his shoulder and is out for the season. John Morant, he's done. Dunzo. This is really such a bummer, too, because I was very much looking forward to sort of that will-they-won't-they push that it looked like the Grizzlies were going to be able to make. um,
1: Oh, they would have made the playoffs.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, right now they're sitting at 13th, but this is just a devastating injury to him
1: it's bad for the nba too i mean he's one of a handful of stars that you can say are are superstars a needle mover and the way that he came back i mean we talked about it on this show his freaking first game back he hits the game winner at the buzzer i mean the guy's just a human highlight reel so for all of the on court stuff that he contributes it stinks that he's that he's not part of the that he's not gonna be part of the rest of the season no matter what the grizzlies would have done won't have would not have done um yeah, that sucks. Six and three in his return? Six and three in his yeah.
0: return, uh, which like I said, matched their win total while he was out for those 25 games. Oof. So, certainly a bummer, but John ja Morant goes down, one man goes down and another man comes back. Draymond Green. <laughs> this is
1: hilarious. This story's so funny to me.
0: This story is, of course, Draymond <laughs> Green comes back from his suspension and basically says, the idea that y'all are even getting Draymond back in the NBA, Thanks to the commission, cause I was done.
1: I had a conversation with Adam Silver, commissioner of our league. And I just told him, Adam, it's too much for me. Like, it's too much. Like, this is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. And I'm going to retire. And Adam said, "Ah, uh, you're making a very rash decision, and I won't let you do that." And I'm like, "No, Adam. Like, not really sure it's a rash decision. It's just all too much." <laughs> Yo, can we strip this down for what it was? This dude literally got suspended. For anger issues. And the NBA was like, bro, you gotta stop fighting people. You gotta stop being an absolute menace. And Draymond was like, oh yeah? Well, fine. I'm gonna retire. Can't stop, yo, won't stop. They're just like, yo, Draymond, you gotta stop like fighting your counterparts. You I gotta quit. stop like kicking dudes in the nuts yeah. and giving yeah. Rudy Gobert rear naked chokes. And he was like, screw you, I quit. <laughs> what? That's the stupidest. This dude's almost 40. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Draymond. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah.
0: It's like when I'm like, hey, Xander, can you stop trying to smother your sister because uh, she needs to breathe? And then all of a sudden his finger hurts and he's crying. It's yeah. a deflection. It's yes. like, look what you all did to me. You bullied me so much I almost quit because I'm
1: done. But he's but he's learning. And is Eva okay? <laughs> is she is she good? She's gonna make it. Okay. Whew, gosh. That was I was worried a little bit, but. Yeah, Dr- Dude, Draymond is jokes. He's like, you know, yay. Hey, listen, man, there's just too much talk. You know, too much noise, too much chatter. As he says it on his podcast, his elective side hustle. Yeah, his an his hour long episodes that he so chooses to do. Yeah, there's too much noise and too much talk. As he's in a hot mic right now, Draymond, chill out, bro.
0: That him saying that was 100% akin to Aaron Rodgers like exit post game press conference from monday like post season press conference where he basically was like did a complete self own but because he's so arrogant doesn't even realize it when he said this anything in the in the this building that we're doing individually or collectively that has nothing to do with real
1: winning needs to be assessed
0: so yes yeah, so it's a little bit like you know
1: hey pot meet kettle um remember I, people if you point the finger there are three pointing right back at you. That's
0: right. But who points a finger like that? Wait, how do you just sort of... Oh, yeah, I guess they are still pointing back.
1: Yep, yep. And if you're pointing in a mirror, it's five fingers pointing at you okay. is crazy.
0: Some people feel like maybe Kevin Durant spoke a little out of turn when asked about Draymond choking Yusuf Nurkic at the time... Kevin Durant basically was like, I hope he gets some help, right? Like I've never seen anything like that before. I hope to get the help that he needs. me
1: pray for that, man.
0: Draymond says on his podcast, you that hurt my feelings, that affected me. Like I, until I really sat on it and was like, this is what he means and whatever. So he came to a conclusion that it yeah. was, but at first he took a little bit of a defense to it. And this was Kevin Durant responding to Draymond taking offense to that.
1: What I'm supposed to think. Right. They say somebody going to therapy. I'm just hoping he get better from that. And hope he learn from whatever he feel like he needs to, learn from going to therapy so that's all I heard and I'm glad he's back I'm glad he can move past that Draymond is a incredible teammate he got his times where he loses temper but everybody has those times and I'm sure they all wonder all happy to have him back but I didn't mean no ill will by what I said I know sometimes some people look at me as this malicious snake passive-aggressive like I I know how people feel about me sometimes so when I say I don't mean no harm by nobody. I don't mean to disrespect him or his family if he felt that way. I'm just glad he's back on the court. It's just, it's it's too much. It's too much going it's too much going back and forth. You think
0: that KD, uh, you think that KD's right? You think people think that he's a, like a snake?
1: <laughs> See, I... Damn.
0: It was like a lot of self-awareness though. Yeah, I was no, like, I, it might be the most self-aware Kevin Durant actually ever was. I thought
1: KD was quite forthcoming in that yeah. sound. When you sent it to the group chat and I clicked on it, I was like, oh, this... This was just like a, a pretty like self-admi- self-admission yeah. soundbite. I thought it was yeah. going to be like him going scorched sure. slandering somebody, but he was just like very much owning yeah. his position. Who he was and, I was and like, who oh, he is, is. Just is quite a straightforward soundbite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I love that as we end the podcast because that takes me to this. I love that Kevin Durant has finally been like, you know what? Cool. I'll be your villain. You all think this about me and I don't mind that at all. But there are some people who need to feel just really horrible about who they are, about what they do, about what they bring to their jobs or to this planet. And while we are currently in this coaching carousel where lots of people are getting fired and things like that, there's just, as we say goodbye and into the new year, there's just a few people who we would like to put on alert. We'd like to put you on alert. We'd like to not advocate for you to lose your job, but maybe.
1: Yeah. Okay. The people we... That should be fired? Yeah. Hell yeah. We finally got there. Give me one. Okay. This one. I've been thinking about this for years. That Chipotle worker who scoops the chicken, and then you're like, hell yeah, extra chicken. And then they do a little shake and knock off that excess chicken. All the extra chicken. Fired. That hurts. Just scoop it, and whatever's on that ladle, put it in the burrito. Don't scoop it. See that you scoop too much, and then just do a little shake. Nah, man. Not in this economy. Fired.
0: That used to always bother me too. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I, are you Mrs. Chipotle? Are, yeah, does this yeah, affect damn. your bottom the, line? Yeah. Can you give me that little extra three nugget kernels of chicken?
1: Uh, let me ask you this question. I, I've posed this question on Twitter. How old were you? Like, this is This ages people. I am old enough to remember when burritos were $5.45 and student drinks were still free. Do you remember what Chipotle was for you when you first enjoyed it
0: yeah i because burritos are
1: like 11 dollars now with no drink
0: so the thing is is that i've had like such a cool life that like little tiny insignificant memories like how much a burrito at chipotle used to be just really don't stick anymore it's like that's lame or i could just like replace that memory with like that one time i was hanging out in ibiza and that's the kind of stuff that i choose to like remember not just like what the cost of burritos used to be when I was in college eating Chipotle. Well, looks like we're uh, no in a couple different
1: tax brackets. Yeah. No, we need people like you. <laughs> I thought it was always a pizza.
0: We need people like you, yeah. and then we need people like me who don't pay attention to that
1: stuff. 5.45, free student drinks, bring it back. Who else should be fired?
0: Um, I don't. It's not like a job, but oh, good. anybody i think therapy for anyone who the second that the plane lands tries to bull rush their way from the back to the front yeah sir if you're in row 36 yeah you don't have to stand up correct the second that we land because you're not disembarking mm-hmm. for 25 minutes
1: yeah 36 will... now
0: your ass is in my face yeah for this 25 minutes because you can't just sit you've mm-hmm. already been sitting for three hours it's like not that big of a deal for you to wait another 15. Yeah. Instead, you jump up and now either your or your crotch are in my mm-hmm. face the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm. Not literally for you because row 36 is 36 rows behind <laughs> where L. Duncan normally sits on a plane. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have a family. Okay. I have
0: a family and when we fly family style. Okay. okay, family style at a restaurant is everyone shares in one big dish. Family style on a plane is our to slumming it in the back, all right? The cheap seats. Cap. Cheap as possible.
1: Oh, Basic yeah, economy, you, not if, even choosing if, seats. If, if you stand up right when the plane lands, sit down. Yeah. Quite literally. Okay. All right, what about this? People who walk onto elevators before the, letting the people who are on the elevators walk off. Yes. That right. is infuriating. Yeah. But it's always like the old ladies. Yeah. So you can't really... Check them or chirp them. You just kind of got to let them do their thing. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I wasn't brought up properly. Otherwise, I would say something to you.
0: The problem is, is that when I went to Japan and I saw that the Japanese people do it the right way because they are the most efficient people I've ever been around in my life. And that they all, at the subways, they all line up to the left of the doors, like instinctively. They let everyone get off and then they just file on. It's so efficient. But the problem is... You know, I was inspired by my Japanese brothers and sisters to yes. be that way. Mm-hmm. I come back to the States. You do that. It's free for all. You are getting trampled, you're missing the pushed. Train. You miss the train, or you're up against the glass. Yeah, put that's your, true. On the glass. That's true. Of the subway. Yep. So, you know, you, the miscreants in America mm-hmm. drag you down and force you yep. to be an inefficient mess. Mm-hmm. So it's all of your fault that I'm that way. See? Yep.
1: Blame it on the Japanese. Now,
0: yes, that, my Asian-American friends, is something you can be proud of,
1: not Joe Coy. And we are him too. He taught all of America how to measure and clean rice correctly. Just use your pinky. Plop it in the water.
0: (laughs) We'll see you on Thursday.
1: That's right.